Hey guys, I'm Lance Tyler with the Red Iron Push, and we got uh, we got an album coming out at the end of this January. We got a live EP that just dropped with five of those songs on there. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, you can find us at theredironpush.com on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, just about anywhere that you get your music. And I hope you guys check us out and like it. There you go. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Hopefully so. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, where, where are you guys from again? I was so it, are, we're we're all from the the DFW area. Um, the uh, the other three guys in the band all grew up in Dallas, and I grew up about thirty minutes south of Dallas. Okay, I, why was I thinking Arkansas? That's... Well, I mean, my, I got family from Arkansas. Oh, okay. But I know the our our old lead singer. He's from Louisiana, so he's kind of out that direction. Okay. So and you're all the way you're all the way up in uh, in Delaware, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, that's, good. That's, that's a little a little far from a little far from Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I actually uh, I I just got back from uh, Texas. I did my first uh, Texas trip. Okay. Okay. What'd you say? Uh, I was expecting. More Texas. <laughs> it, it was more, more, more cowboy hats and boots. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot of that. That that didn't surprise me because I've been to Nashville a bunch of times, and but like, you know, like I was like, everything's supposed to be bigger in in Texas. I'm like, where's all the pounders? Where's like, <laughs> where's the big bruise? And, and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, of course, there, there was a lot of barbecue, which that was to be expected, mm-hmm. but. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to say, because I know people would be like, well, you didn't go to like the Texas part of Texas, but it was just like any other American uh, city. I, I, was yeah. wor- I was worried from being from, you know, the North that as soon as people <laughs> heard I was from Delaware, they'd be like, you know, because I got a lot of a lot of weird, you know, damn Yankees in uh, in Nashville. I went to Nashville and I had an Enterprise mm-hmm. rental car with New York plates. And oh, my God. And we were, yeah, we were like, it's like they set you up. Yeah, they were like, we were like persecuted. I'm like, no, that's, I said, it's Enterprise. This is a rental. I'm not from there. I was like, but even, even if I was, like, at least, at least let me offend you first before you hate me or something. <laughs> but it was like right yeah, out. You, you get a little bit further down south, you get, you get more southern hospitality. But hell, I, I just, I'd be excited to show, show Texas, you know, to somebody that's from up north. Yeah. As opposed to vilify them. <laughs> yeah, it it was fine. Like I only got one fu damn Yankee in, in Texas, but yeah. like, well, you know, like Steve who sets all these up. He he took me around around town and gave me some back history. And, and like, it, it's funny. Is like I knew like where JFK was assassinated was just like an X, but to like, yeah. <laughs> but to drive by like that and just a huge. Huge piece of history, and it was just like, like a blink of an it's eye. Just an X. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's like it's, honestly, gonna... it's it's really cool, you know. It's real historic, but it, the first time I was there, I thought, man, this is kind of underwhelming a little bit. Hey, dude, that's yeah, they're spot on with that because <laughs> you know Steve's like, all right, and this is uh, the grassy knoll, and over here, and it's like, whew, I'm like, man, like that. That's just. That was just so fast for what that did. It, it, the, the, the huge butterfly effect that had. <laughs> it's just, oh yeah, and then it takes you three seconds to drive. You know, drive from one end of it to the other. Yeah, 
And and if they can shut down that part in Times Square and just be like, you know what, we're not running traffic through there. I'm like, they can't do that there. <laughs> I mean, but what, yeah. would, what would you do? You know, you'd have people standing on it to take selfies. So maybe. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I drive all over the Metroplex for work. And uh, <laughs> there's been a couple of times I get twist turned around and uh, I end up going through downtown Dallas with a truck and trailer. And then I've got to stop in the middle of the street because there's, you know, out of towners that are taking pictures in the middle of the road. <laughs> oh my God. That's so weird. Yeah, to be, to be fair, I, uh, you know, all of us have done a, had our fair share of standing in the middle of Dealey Plaza <laughs> and taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So let's see your lead singer, songwriter, electric guitar, and the mandolin. Yes, sir. Now, uh, oh, now you can yeah, go. So I, I started off as funny enough with, uh, with the lead guitar was kind of by accident. Uh, when I joined the band or the, uh, the old lead singer, he found me at a bar. I was just singing and playing acoustic guitar and he, he comes up to me. He goes, do you play lead guitar? I said, no, sir. He says, well, you're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> and then that, that kind of took off from there. I got myself, uh, uh, a Fender Esquire, you know, with just the uh, with just the one pickup at the back, and tried to tried to play it a little bit like uh, Luther Perkins, Johnny Cash's lead guitar. Hmm. So that's funny. <laughs> you do now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I, I will say, from the time I started playing lead to the time that I that we got a new lead guitarist, uh, I did get better. But as soon as we got him going, uh, Isaiah Ortiz, I mean, he just, I was like, well, I'm definitely not where you're at. <laughs> you're, you're pretty good at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that, do you prefer rhythm? Yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's more, more comfortable for me to do that and sing at the same time oh, than yeah. it is to try and play lead and sing at the same time. Uh, you, it, it, a guy that is a master of that is Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. How he plays all that yeah. intricate music and still sings. That's, that's like, he's got like that split brain where he can just, yeah. It just remove himself and just, you know, let, let Jesus that, take that wheel. <laughs> exactly. It, it's you, hard. You're, you're letting him drive the one side and then you're doing the, the singing on the other. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Trust, trusting your fingers to move the, like they should without thinking about it. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, like, I I don't like standing around on stage not doing anything, and a country rhythm guitar player never stops. I, oh yeah, I was filling in for my buddy, and I didn't realize like I was like not like me me me, but I'm looking, I was like, oh that sounds me. I think the lead guitar player <laughs> he's smoking cigarettes and like doing his little fills, and he plays his solo. <laughs> And then he's got his hand on his guitar doing some like backups. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, man, that means every mistake I just laughed off was just like so loud and prominent. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. like <laughs> right, right up front and personal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but here's my big question. I do not, me and the mandolin do not jive. Yeah. <laughs> How man, it, it was almost forceful because I have, I have fat fingers. <laughs> and so trying to get my fingers to, to, you know, go where they need to. And then also just getting that flat picking done on the right hand too, is just, it, it, it was a challenge for sure. It, it took me a little bit to, 
to even remember the chords even. Yeah. Like, what would a you? Whole, whole other process. Yeah. Like, what would you? It, it could you be like, <clears throat> if you could say like, anybody that hates the mandolin, I could show you this, and maybe you can warm up to it. Like, how how would you do that with me? <laughs> <laughs> like to play the instrument, or like a song to listen to with with good I, mandolin in it. Oh my god! Like anything. <laughs> like I I've heard it play and I'm like, that can't be a mandolin. I actually am enjoying its addition to the song, but there's a lot of songs. It'll be a ballad. It'd be like beautiful harmonies, beautiful lyrics. And you just hear that. And it's not even, it's not like in time. It's just like, let's just play it as fast as we can and slide up and just, I don't get and, and it's so piercing too. Yeah. You know, it really it really sticks out in a lot of the songs. It it's, like it's sticks it, out. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard it played kind of like in like a banjo type sense, and like it fits. It has a place. But sometimes I think it was like a Diamond Rio song. I'm like, man, this is up this is beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this guy. It's like the weird uncle <laughs> where you just stare at your drink and hope he walks by. Yeah. <laughs> but you know he stops. <laughs> That, that's honestly that's a good comparison. <laughs> there, man, there's a. I grew up listening to a, a ton of different kind of music, and bluegrass was definitely one of the one of the many genres my grandmother <laughs> kept me listening to. And there's always like a good balance, you know, like with Bill Monroe or like Ricky Skaggs. There's a there, there's a good balance between what they're doing and then what everybody else is doing too. And sometimes you know it'll fit right in that sweet spot of just sounding, you know, nice and pretty and exactly where it should be. And then you have some other songs that it's like, oh my gosh, you know, a little bit ear piercing some, somewhat. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can, I can hear it in, in guitars too. And I'll be like, Ooh, that's, that's distracting. But yeah, <laughs> man, I think like the first song I heard it done real well was uh, on like a Sturgill Simpson bluegrass thing. And I was like, Oh, a worthy addition to the track. But, oh yeah, and man, Sturgill Simpson's a. He, I like him a whole lot. They, they do a lot of, you know, they're making new music while incorporating, you know, sounds that have been used in music since like the fifties, you know, in the forties and fifties. Yeah, like like uh, a sound new. Yeah, keep keeping it nostalgic, but also uh, modern and contemporary. I I, oh. I do appreciate that because you know, well, I I'm I'm real late to the game on that. Like a, it's, oh, the country music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, it's like the, just the stuff I heard was all that. Like, people were like, "Well, that wasn't country." I'm like, "Well, that's how it was presented to me." Like uh, <laughs> that, that Garth Brooks song. I'd, I'd heard. Uh, I got friends in low places, and I was just kind of like, eh. you know, like. Yeah, well, then granted, I, I'm associating it with, uh, you know, 300 drunk people singing it terribly. <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's like that's a an over. I, I like it, you know. It's classic, but definitely, you know, when when you hear it, it's it's got like a a stigma to it almost when you hear it nowadays. Yeah, it, the drunken bar song to sing. Yeah, it is. It is weird how some like songs just they can take on a good life or be associated. Like I, I know there's some bands they have these songs where they have to stop live. To break up the fist fights, like they know, like okay, and they look out in the crowd and they're like, "Ah, and they, you're gonna start them." <laughs> yeah, it's just you play it that much, and it's just like it's it's just weird. Especially no. in, in country music, 
and not to say anything about the, the fan base of country music, but, you know, a lot of times it's being played in a honky-tonk, and honky-tonks are a great place for fistfights to start. <laughs> so, so, it's you know, the the attitude's already there, and then all it takes is just one one country song, and it'll start it. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's crazy to me, because, like, the place... The place that, like, I I guess it would be called a honky tonk, and like, they it, it's like it's slick as a shuffleboard, and you know what I mean. Like these guys are wearing like flat like cowboy boots, and I'm like, there's got to be no footing to to throw a right hook. You know what I mean? Like, I imagine oh, yeah. taking a swing, your feet just go six to twelve. It's it's slippery out there, and I'm wearing those those leather sole boots on that sawdust floor. Yeah. You, you gotta be it's like stepping out onto like a bowling lane sometimes. Yeah. You, you gotta like break dance fight. <laughs> you gotta bring it down to the floor. <laughs> yeah. That that's why they keep people drinking out there too. They're like, okay, we get them drunk, they're not gonna be able to fight, they're not gonna be able to stand up on that sawdust floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that place that 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 was the first time I saw uh line dancing, like while I'm playing. Oh yeah. And I'm like, what? Cause like I always roll my eyes at weddings when they do like the electric slide and all the others. I'm like, no, it's just, yeah. <laughs> this is hey, when you was, get a drink. <laughs> yeah. And then you got, you got to somehow make it through the barricade of people. <laughs> boot boogie. <laughs> red river, red river. I need a drink. <laughs> oh, oh man. It, so you went to red river, red river. Uh, who me? No. Oh, it, did I? I don't know. <laughs> well, that, uh, that's that's the name of a of a of a dance hall out here. I was. <laughs> oh no, no! I went to the White Elephant. That was my... okay, right there at the stockyards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that... There's a there's Billy Bob's right over there. There's a there's a, there's a lot of bars that uh, I steer clear of because if you walk in there, it's you're guaranteed to walk out with a black eye or walk out with a busted set of knuckles. Dude, that's nuts. Cause I didn't get I didn't get any of that when I was I not that I was expecting it, but like you know what I mean? Like yeah. And it's in the songs too. Yeah, you know? exactly. man, my uh my biggest and it hasn't, you know, I haven't found anything quite close to it yet, but my biggest dream is to play at a at a venue kind of like in the Blues Brothers with the chicken <laughs> wire up at the front <laughs> to stop all the glass bottles and stuff from making it up on stage. And and I've I've played in some bars that'll you know that'll make you look over your shoulder when you're you know doing doing load in and everything like that. But my dream is to get a you know a chicken wire stage. <laughs> That's awesome. You got you got to find one and then steal the guy's gig, right? Rawhide. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just bring your so own. The last second. <laughs> just bring your own and be like, I bet you can't hit me with that bottle. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it'll, it'll make for a song afterwards. That's for sure. Yeah. Or a hospital visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say those green bottles, they shatter in small pieces. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. There's Corona's not so much, but make a trip to the hospital and then a trip up to the guitar shop too. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So are, are you the primary songwriter for uh, Red Iron? Yeah. Me and uh, me and the bass player, Kevin Chavez, we, uh, we're the main two songwriters. And then whenever we will sit down as a band and, you know, throw ideas back and forth and the musicality mostly comes from our, our lead guitarist and our bass player, like, you know, coming up with these awesome melodies. And then I try to 
you know, jigsaw piece my my lyrics to it. <laughs> yeah. Now, did that change when your uh, your lineup changed? Yeah. Uh, at first, it was me and the original lead singer. Uh, we were the the two main writers. And while that was all going on, I didn't know it, but my bass player was writing secret songs. <laughs> and then so when the lineup changed and he comes to me with this notebook, I was like, you've been holding out on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why hoarding this gold? Yeah. And so, so now we've got, we've got a lot of songs that we wrote together, co-wrote, and then a lot of songs that, you know, I might've had uh, a verse and a chorus and then he throw in a verse and a bridge. And then we've got a full song kind of thing. That's cool. That, now you got that ace in the hole that you guys can. Oh sell. yeah, and and now we got some backup stuff too. I mean, my uh, one one of my biggest thoughts about you know doing this album was okay. Well, I put all of my my favorite ideas and favorite everything into these you know these ten songs. Now what am I going to have for album two? And then so when my bass player came forward with a lot of ideas, I was like, okay, we definitely have direction. Yeah, it's it's. it's it's so much better to have a co-writer. It, it, oh yeah, it, especially like especially, if you get along and. Oh, absolutely. That that was a it's a big deal, especially with with the way that we write now, and it's getting along. But then also, we're not too kind to one another. So like, you know, everybody they'll just spit ideas out, and you need that person to be like, "Hey, man, that's a good idea," or you you know, you need somebody to go, "Hey, that was a." That was hot garbage. Let's try again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, what what else hap- uh, that helps with that is a good producer because sometimes it's an honest, straight, <laughs> straight to the truth. Like an old, angry man <laughs> producer can help you because you'd be like, "Oh, this is great," and they're like, "Hey, um, uh, no, you know everything yeah. you just did is terrible," and it, that can help. <laughs> But now it's, it's, it's cool that only uh, what you want to hear versus what you need to hear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to think there's like the, the Oracle and the matrix. Like I just told you what you needed to hear. Not the truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, well, the truth would have helped me a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And the Powerball numbers. <laughs> yeah. Hell, if I had the Powerball numbers, I wouldn't be trying so hard at Sunrun, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you wouldn't be talking to me on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then when I go bankrupt in like two or three months, I'll be like, hey, can I, can I try this songwriting thing again? Yeah. <laughs> and you change the name to the, the Red Platinum Push. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what what is the origin of the name? That's a- so it was uh, the the original band member who came up with it. It was a welding term, and uh, you're pushing the the red iron. You know, when you're cleaning your weld, you're pushing the red iron off, and it stuck. And then you know, when it, when we had the the lineup change and everything, um, everybody already knew us as as the red iron person. I was like, well, it's catchy, and it sticks, and people know it. <laughs> so yeah. here we are with it now. That's freaking welding term. Yeah, I did. I had no idea. It was it was a surprise to me whenever because <laughs> when I joined the group and uh, I was asking them, you know, what exactly it meant, and I asked each each band member at the time, and I got four different answers. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I, I had to find the source and find out the truth. 
Oh, I was gonna. Well, say it, was, it was it was a it was a crazy ride coming in. Um, first starting off with the group, and then hell, they, they found it was at the end of 2021, and then it's it's only been two years now. And then you know so much has changed, but then also so much is you know I really didn't think that I'd be able to do do a whole album, you know, with this group so quickly. So it, it's it's honestly almost like I got whiplash a little bit. It's like, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you had all this momentum, and when the sh- the shake up, it's just that can that can rattle, that can rattle your bones. Like I've I've been there. Oh yeah, and like I mean, right? Thank God you can sing, right? Because <laughs> that's a whole like, other problem. Now I just now I just got to memorize four hours worth of songs. <laughs> yeah, and, whereas before I was just doing the backup harmonies. And so I only had to really know like a bit of the verses and then the choruses. Yeah. <laughs> I have to learn, you know, 50% of the other half of all the songs. But yeah, it was, you know, cause we, we, we had a good chunk of momentum going, uh, you know, we all were, were on the same page and, you know, so, so what, you know, when things happened the way that they did and we all decided to go our different ways, it was, it was a big readjustment. That's for sure. Yeah. We, we, for, Luckily, we were able to get a new guitarist quick enough. Um, I think we, we only did two gigs as a three-piece band before we had our, our guitarist. And that was, uh, that was a godsend for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, I, and such a world of difference, too, when, uh, when you lose your fourth member, but then you regain them again. It's almost like, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what a full band sounds like. <laughs> yeah. And you, you can get back into some normalcy. For sure. I mean, it, it reminded me a lot of uh, when I had first joined the band, we didn't have a bass player yet. And so then when we finally added a bass player, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a whole other life of the, of the music. <laughs> and a big part of it, too. The way our, the way our bass player plays, I mean, it's... Whew, yeah, it, 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 He adds a whole other layer to it that, man, you couldn't get it anywhere else. Big, and then I try to, I'm like, I always, I always joke around with him. I'm like, man, Anybody could play bass, but not many people can play it as well as you can. <laughs> yeah, it it you need a bass player. It oh, yeah. you can't do it without. It's funny as we had a guy say, "Hey, I paid for a full band, and I don't see a bass player up there." So I was <laughs> I asked someone, I was like, "Does anybody know how to play bass or want to pretend to play bass?" So my buddy, <laughs> I didn't plug him in. I gave him a cable, but I didn't plug him in. Well, this jackass was running around so much his cable went in front of the stage and everyone's chasing after it and pointing at it like he's not plugged in plug him back in i'm like oh my god no (laughs) no the the show must go on don't you dare plug that in but he was don't call us out (laughs) but it was so obvious he wasn't playing i'm like just stand there stand there and just bob your head dude stop he was he he, he his fifteen minutes. <laughs> he he wanted pain. to be a rock star. He oh. was like, I'm gonna live it up. Oh, but the, so yeah, and he was just like, oh yeah, I'll do it. Okay, and and as soon as that first chord, he was like, company yay ha woo! So I'm running around. I'm like, where are you going? That's a that's a fifteen foot cable. <laughs> Get back here. Yeah, it was like eighties arena rock for him. He's like, I don't warm yeah. these people up. Oh god, it's so funny. <laughs> the, the crowd needs this. The yes. crowd needs this. I paid for full band. 
I was like, yeah, well, you got a three piece and a clown show. <laughs> You're welcome. You, you just tell them it, this is a cool new wireless setup. It, it's got an extension on the yeah. wireless part. Yeah, it's, it's a hybrid. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, what people don't realize, like, like I, my friends, their band broke up, and there's like, it, it was almost like an like a like a Mean Girls scenario where if you pick one side, these people are mad at you, and these, and it was just like, it's it's weird. It's like a family, like dis this like just sending people off, and they like you're not a part of this anymore. It was it's it was weird to see that. And like to be involved in a, in a band, like it hurts, right? Like it's, oh yeah, I mean it. it you know we <laughs> we kept telling each other, it's just business. But I was like, man, I, I I'm taking it pretty personal. This my heart hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they always say like you got to learn how to uh, separate business and uh, friendship and everything. And but the, it, it can, it, it can, it can do both. Yeah, it, yeah, especially when you. When you're done playing a show or in in the morning when you're getting ready to travel and you talk plans, you talk about the future, you know what I mean? Like you, that might as well have should have been an altar, an exchanging of vows. Yep. You know, if, Absolutely, if, man. if anybody has anything to say, say it now, plan on quitting. Maybe when we get a little bit of success right now, yeah. be the grave right now, before we're done our egg scrambies here at the Waffle House. This is for forever, <laughs> forever hold your peace, and we will sunset claws everything you do. <laughs> but everybody, everybody, cut themselves. Let's all shake hands. That's my. That, yeah. and, and then like, because you, dude, there, there are snakes out there that they'll pull your guy aside and be like, "Hey, I got this. <laughs> Come I, with me. <laughs> yeah, I got this thing. You, you know, you, they, you don't even need the crossroads anymore. They come to you." Right, man. Oh, man, that's that's yeah. The, hey, yeah, the, the crossroads will find you nowadays, and yeah. typically that probably be a good song. That probably be a good song lyric. <laughs> I man, I was just thinking that. First one's free. Enough, my, one of my favorites is uh, is Robert Johnson. Yeah, and, I think man, I'm gonna wake up and dust my broom. I wrote <laughs> was about the crossroads. There you go, dude. Uh, but. Uh, I, I am a fan of Robert Johnson. What is it? Uh, oh God, is it Hellhound? Followed by Hellhound. Hellhound on my trails. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Absolutely, man. The King of the Delta Blues. Yeah. I, I had. I was watching a. You know, and I found him on Netflix. I'd love to say that I found him organically, but it was on a documentary, and people like Robert Plant and um, the Rolling Stones, uh, uh, Keith Richards, they were all just talking about this guy as. You know, without Robert Johnson, you know, we wouldn't have blues music. We wouldn't have, uh, you know, some of that, some of that rock and roll, that good rock and roll music. I led Zeppelin. I think, I think they forced uh, everybody in Led Zeppelin to sit down and listen to uh, the full works of Robert Johnson before they wrote. Uh, man, what was that song? I can't remember. Squeeze my lemon, just run down my leg. That was a Robert Johnson lyric. Oh. They, they had to listen to to Robert Johnson before they wrote that. Yeah, I, I, I think I've seen the documentary talk about like where he would practice in the, in the middle of the night in the, in the graveyard. Yes, man. Well, I forget that guy's name. But yeah, uh, with the, 
the, the man who taught him he said you have to you have to let the spirits tell you how to play the blues yeah hey i thought about it <laughs> yeah right they and got something to the, it you get the police showing up in the middle uh, middle of the night wondering <laughs> what the hell you're doing with a guitar yeah. hey where's your pants <laughs> <laughs> i promise i it's the blues it's the blues the blues took my pants <laughs> it, it's funny that i don't you, you ever hear uh you ever watch the show metal metal apocalypse Oh man, yeah, it's like the late night, like Adult Swim. Yeah, and he's like, "You got to play the blues slow," and they're like, "Like these." So they tied strings to their fingers and cinder blocks to slow them down. Just slow them down. <laughs> got to play it slow like this, and they got the cinder blocks on their fingers, and they're still playing fast. But uh, but <laughs> it's yeah. like in the it's like the Dewey Cox story <laughs> when he sits down, a little kid. I Ain't no that. little kid know anything about the blues. <laughs> <laughs> he starts playing real slow. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Oh, oh man, that's a that's a classic. I, uh, Walk hard with John C. Riley. Yeah, I got to see that now. As a Robert Johnson fan, have you ever seen the movie Crossroads? With uh, the, oh, dude, it's it's Ralph Macchio. I think I got his name wrong, right? Oh, and he's yeah, looking for the, the last song. Yeah, yeah, he's looking for the lost song of uh, Robert Johnson because legend has it that Robert Johnson did so many songs, but on his uh, record, it's missing that song. So he goes and finds uh, uh, Willie Brown, uh, Blind Dog, and convinces him to take him to find the last song of Robert Johnson. And they end up, it, dude, it's really, it's a really good movie. And he was like, it, the the kid he got a job uh, at the nursing uh, yeah nursery uh, nursing uh, the nursing home I'm probably saying that God yeah. and but he's a classically trained musician who loves the blues and man that old man <laughs> just be like you don't know nothing about the bull uh, the blues we call him Lightning <laughs> Boy and like it, it's a great great Steve Eyes in it like and oh, man, I need to oh dude it's check it's, it out. It's great. They end up at at the crossroads, and uh, yeah, I don't want to ruin it, but it's if you're a Robert Johnson fan, but it, it's like what, not Keith. Is it what, not Keith Richards? The other I don't really listen to the Rolling Stones. I never. They, but he said I thought it was two guitar players, but yes, man. When you look at the like album the way cover, he plays. I mean, if you you had the album with his fingers. Oh my god, it looks front. like that jumping Australian uh, tarantula. Th- <laughs> That big ass, uh, like that camel spider or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His finger, the first thing I saw, I was like, oh, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, hey. It makes sense how he can make that sound with all the yeah. fingers like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen Total Recall. He could definitely start that reactor and still need more room for his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, as a guitar player, you tend to like look at people's, you know, I'm going to say appendages. I mean, fingers and hands, <laughs> especially people that can wrap their thumbs around and play like the top, like Hendrix and everything. Man. Yeah. I, I try to do that. And then I just end up with a sore thumb. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, especially if you don't have like a uh, uh, rolled frets, you, you can cut your, uh, you can cut your, your top of your, your thumb up. If you don't have uh, finished frets, some of them can be sharp, especially if you, you, you play uh not so uh, fancy guitars. Yeah. Hell, there was it was the, the opposite hand. <laughs> I, I forgot to bring a pick to a show. 
and uh, I, so I was just using my my index finger as a pick. Uh. And uh, by the and I wasn't paying no attention. And by the end of the show, I looked and I had a new paint job outside uh. <laughs> of my acoustic guitar. Oh, you oh acoustic? Right. Yeah. And so uh. luckily, luckily I, I got it all off the top, but uh, there's still on the on the Martin sticker on the inside. <laughs> still got the, the splatter paint. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's some DNA, so don't yeah, don't smash it. Dude. <laughs> don't kill, <laughs> don't kill a guy. If somebody uses it. that guitar to kill somebody, they're coming and looking for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. You never know. Nowadays, you might have to smash it over somebody's head. Well, that, hell, I mean, I I had dropped a guitar of mine. Uh, oh. Just it was in the case. It was in the soft case, but because it, it's a soft case, and I dropped it out of the truck right on the zipper, mm. and it cracked the face of the guitar. And I had the warranty for it and everything, so I go up to the store and I give it to the guys. I'm like, "Can you fix it?" And he looks at it and looks at me and goes, "Dude, next time, bust it in a million pieces. We'll give you a new guitar." Uh. <laughs> now, now we're gonna have to send it up and get fixed. And and the, the guy did excellent work on it, but he was like, "Just next time, you make it easier on everybody. <laughs> Just yeah. break the guitar and turn it in the fire." I like, I could, yeah, I, I couldn't do that. I, my heart would break. I can't smash it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so when when you you dropped it, did you get a phone call asking if you want a job with the TSA? Yeah, <laughs> they right. love breaking They're guitars. Like, you got what it takes. You got what it takes. <laughs> You're hired. Hired. Oh, yeah. no. unrepairable guitar. Whew. How would you like a pension? And, medical benefits. <laughs> yeah, the best we could do is free mileage. Sorry about your <laughs> your family heirloom guitar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we had gone to to Wyoming. Uh, a few times and I, and I flew up there only once and uh, a, a buddy of mine uh, had his, has his instruments, you know, on the, like taking on the plane and stuff with us. And I was like, man, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to have somebody that's driving up there. I'm just going to send it with them instead. And thank God I made that decision because the person that uh, had their instrument checked did not have a, an intact instrument by the time we got up there. Oh. <laughs> so I- so, ooh. Yeah, like, like, do you name your guitars? <laughs> I do. At first, it, it wasn't something that I thought about, and uh, and then so my my bass player was like, he told me his his bass's name is Pearl. I'm like, well, hell, I need to catch up. I, I got a few guitars that have been going nameless. That makes sense why the strings are breaking. It's because I had bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> I would have made one up right on the spot. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, Pearl, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine's Nighthawk. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dragon. This is Nighthawk. <laughs> oh, that sounds made up. No, it's not. It's not. It's, uh, they've always been named that. <laughs> it's always yeah. They run away, like find a sharpie, write it on. See, see right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then they run their finger over, and it smears because it's not dried yet. Yeah, it's funny. They're going through leaks to, to prove you wrong at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what else is the bass player hiding? He can write songs. He names his instruments. You know, <laughs> right? What's your uh, real name? I need to do a background check on <laughs> that it. That is your real name, Kevin Chavez. <laughs> Are you Jason Bourne? Yeah. <laughs> That's so we we could have been using some of that royalty money to help with this album if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you did you guys fund it yourself? Yeah, we uh, after we had we had gotten with our agent and uh, her uh, entertainment company, 
They, <laughs> they, they took kind of a, a, a very unprofessional situation and made it very professional. So we were kind of just like uh, putting money back, trying to fund an album, but also, you know, like, oh, we're going out to dinner tonight as a band, so we'll swap that. Or we need new strings, we'll charge that to the band, kind of just doing it unprofessionally. And then our, our agent came along and was like, y'all could have funded this album twice now if y'all would just <laughs> be, you know, be paying attention. And then also with the right connections to get us in a studio and, you know, get talking with producers. And uh, they were able to get it squared away so that we're able to fund our album with merch sales and uh, just like the, uh, just getting paid from gigs. You know, we set aside a certain amount for it. And then hell, before you know it, we've already got the dates booked in the studio and it's surprising that it's happening. <laughs> yeah. So like now, like there's what, four members of the band? Yeah. Like what we would do is add a fifth and that would be the band, the, the band. band cut. And that, that grows. Like as long as you don't stare at it and you like, you yeah. look at it and you're like, Ooh, less Paul. <laughs> you know? yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, QSC came out with version 2.0 of a whole new PA system. Buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Swipe the card. Yeah. It's a write off. And like I'd be like, that's not what it means. It's a band expense. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a write-off. It it's not. That's not what that means. Do you know what a write-off is. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to hold on to this one. That's the Countach. Yeah. <laughs> we have all these IOUs. <laughs> it's like the episode. Well, we, might, we might need this. One. We might need to keep this one. Yeah, it's like the episode of Beavis and Butthead where they just kept handing back and forth the same dollar for the candy they were selling for the school. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that, that's basically what we were doing. And then our agent walked up and said, what the hell are y'all doing? Yeah. Hey, let me see your books. Uh, we don't, uh, what, what, what kind of books? Like a dictionary? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're musicians, not nerds, man. Yeah. Are you reading the dictionary right now? <laughs> oh, that's, oh. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt sometimes when I'm, trying to come up with new words. I just have a thesaurus open on my phone. Oh, dude, <laughs> you got to, you, be, you just be surprised of like, Oh yeah. You're like, Oh how, man, there's, there's other words for, for things. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not just my basic vocabulary, my basic Texas education vocabulary. <laughs> so I'm the same way. Like, like just doing the things on, I always be like, man, that sounds great. I'm like, I oh, mean, I've just said that 30,000 times. And like, you're like, Oh, you got all of these like lists and, and now with the internet, it's so much easier. It's just like, oh, yeah. and I always, always, always try to use, you know, to make oh, me yeah. seem smarter, but I always just go right back to, you know, yep. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, the easy, the easy go-to rounds. <laughs> yeah. Ha, have you used, uh, have you used chat, uh, chat GPT to write a song yet? Just to see what it does. <laughs> yeah, but- Funny enough, we we were on the way back. We we were driving back from Banderas, which from Dallas is about the five hour drive south. And so on our way back up north, my the drummer <laughs> the joke was like, you know, you you my, my kryptonite is finishing a song. I got I'll start one and then I can't finish it. And he says, you know, you could use this to finish songs. I was like, you mean that thing that kids are using to write essays can write songs too? And we we you know I was a little bit upset with how good. It did. Oh, really? Like, now, now I'm just now I'm just stubborn about it. I'm like, I ain't using it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be better than that damn computer. Yeah, there ain't no soul Maybe to that. Someday. Yeah, 
you, you know what's funny is uh I, I had that I I typed in in, in chat GPT, I said, uh, describe Midnight River Choir sound. And it went, and I made a recording of it. And uh, Bob, the bass player, was like, dude, we're using that. <laughs> he goes, that's perfect. <laughs> and I was like, man, let me try. And I said, now this is what you guys should do is uh, write me a story of the Red Iron Push. And it will write a story about the red the, it wrote a story for the midnight river choir that was like a yeah. horror movie i'm like whoa this is creepy and so something that could go on your on the band's bio yeah it just had, on the website is some yeah, sometimes the the if if it does know who you are it will do a spot on uh, uh ex- explanation of what your sound is but it'll misspell like really elementary <laughs> like words and like, like the one is like, I could have said, uh, what did I say? Longevity instead of longevity. Cause it's spelled it wrong. And I, I'm, I'm reading yeah. it like a teleprompter, like I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I just blow through it. I'm like, and I'm not a big edited, you know, like what you see is what you get. It's like, I, even if I mispronounce my own name, I'm like, you know, just keep it in. That's yeah. You know, I'm so used to like, Oh, like, I don't know. Like, like, just recording all like being perfect and all the, and if, and if, Oh, it, it's nice not to be outside of that. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like when you go in the studio and you're in the studio for that long, everything you do has to be the same. And like, and, and it's, and if it's not, it, it'll be like that forever. You will hate that part of that song forever. You'll never unhear your, your dead note. And like to be outside of that, I love it. <laughs> you, know, like, yeah. <laughs> you can just and that that was when we were in the in the studio for the first time. That was a, that was a big thought going in. I was like, oh, I don't, you know, we only have a certain amount of time here, and if we get stuck with it, we get stuck with it. That was going to suck. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was a that was a hell four months ago. So we've had we've had plenty of time to you know dial it in and get ready. That way, we're not <laughs> we're not wasting time or nothing. Yeah. Did you guys use any uh, like session players? No, we. Uh, my lead guitarist uh, recorded both the rhythm and the electric, uh, the electric lead parts, and then I did the the rhythm acoustic. Um, but we just we just tracked him over himself. Uh, we used we did use uh, a session drummer. Um, it was funny enough. My uncle has been playing in DFW and really they all over the country since two thousand and four. And so I made up a little call. I was like, hey, do you think you could, you could uh, you know, sit in the studio with us for a, an entire day? <laughs> <laughs> Dude. And I pulled him in on it. Session players was, are amazing. Oh, yeah. It, it, it'll it, make you self-conscious, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can literally be like, play this. And they'll, like, replicate it right then and there. And you're like, all right, I quit. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and like, Maybe I should be at home practicing right now instead of in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I, we were in Nashville, and I just—I don't know if I said it. Somebody just jokingly said, uh, "Had the, the guitar player was in the booth," and I got somebody just said, "Man, that'd be cool on banjo." And I got, he goes, "I got one in the car," and he tuned, <laughs> he tuned yeah. it up and he laid it down on the first try. I was like, "What?" Wow. I was like, don't you need to transpose or anything? He goes, no, nah, I got it. You got to just, just, uh, you know, punch me in. 
I was like, wow. I'll do. I'll transpose it in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It was. It was. I, I was getting yelled at because they gave me a guitar with nines and I play with tens and I, I play hard. And the guy's like, he's like, stop beating up that guitar, man. He's like, you're playing too hard. Gotta be. Just kiss it. Just kiss it. I'm like, that's not my style. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? And then like, like a session acoustic, like if on acoustic on a record, like if they want all downstrokes, you have to play like you're not like you picked up a guitar and you're nine again, like all down. And like the guy that we, that he, he, he once again, he picked up an acoustic and he became like a wiper blade. It was like, dun, 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 dun. Just like he was like Man. punching down. I'm like, dude. Th-. And then you find out like a lot of songs you've heard, these people are on. It's crazy. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, it's, it's a, not a small group of people, but it's, it's a lot of the same people that are going on a lot of different tracks that you don't even realize. Yeah. That, that's like when uh, I found out about uh, Brent Mason, they're like, Oh, he's great. He, he does all this, that, and this. I'm like, who's he play for? And I'm to everyone. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Everyone. <laughs> And then you like you look up his bio and you're he like be busy as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's cool, you guys. Like, it felt like you I'm guys not. skipped a beat, but now like you got new music coming out. It no, nah, it was just a the the people of the the fans of the Red Iron Push. They were they were probably scared, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, <laughs> our first gig uh, that we did at one of our regular haunts. Um, they see they see a new guitarist, and then they see me standing in the middle of the stage instead of standing on the right of the stage. And believe me, they they had a few questions. Yeah. And luckily, they didn't have too many questions afterwards. They said, "Okay, we we trust you." <laughs> yeah. We'll see where you go from here. That that's those are good fans, you know. Oh yeah. Understanding, you know, because like when. Like when you want to go see a band, you want to see the band, the band that you, you had grown to love and you were listening to on the way there. You know what I mean? And then, then like that, that makes a big, that's another big thing. But I mean, lucky, lucky for you guys, you guys are a country band with a band name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't for something for people to grab onto. Yeah. And, and follow with, and it, it wasn't somebody's personal name that helps. Oh, yeah, a lot. Ab- absolutely. Because that would have been a whole mess, and that, I mean, it's your brand, and it, it's not. If it was like mutual, and everything, it's, it's nobody's fault, and, and then it's just like you can't just you can't to, take the, a person's name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's making enough money, I will find a way. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll put Junior on it. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> like that H- Hank Williams, there's like 18 of them or, yeah. <laughs> you know, hello, we are Merle Haggard, the juniors. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the, the red iron push can be whoever is in the band as opposed to, yeah. you know, so-and-so and the red iron push. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that ended up kind of helping. Cause you know, if you guys oh, yeah. aren't on the, uh, the album cover, and and if you guys are out torn, how would they ever know? <laughs> right? They do they do say they're like man the, the, those voices on the recorder sound a little bit different. Yeah, yeah crazy coincidence. Uh, they're not. <laughs> 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 oh 
<laughs> yeah, we, we wanted it. We were going to try and take an album cover that, that had us on it. And apparently we're not models. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, do, you need that, you... I like, do, do I need to pop my hip and put my hand in my pocket? What, what am I doing here? <laughs> they said, it's a good thing you stand behind the guitar and not behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, our, the bass player in the band, he always like for a photo shoot, I swear to God, he would have like those Android phones. He would have like three of them in his pocket. And it, and it looked like he looked like like an old like CB band radio. I'm like, stop! What what is in there? Like, and he's like, well, you into know. your pocket. Yeah, I'm like, dude, it looks like you have a brick, a full brick, in your pocket. And I'm like, first off, how deep is that pocket? You know, I'm like, like is your base in there? And like, he would he. I was just like, listen, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just letting you know, like. Did you not see everybody taking stuff out of their pockets? You can keep the chains and all that other cool stuff, but you know, and like, and, and it's always one of those things that you don't notice until like the day after, yeah. and they're they're running through all the pictures. Yeah. They're like, well, now we're not all in one place. It's not like we can retake the photos. Yeah. <laughs> like if you have anything, that, that, man, that that was one thing to, to shed light on a on a you know a situation where a bands growing apart is it sucks when it was right after group pictures. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a whole day out there in the heat wearing felt hats in the middle of the summer. And then like three weeks later, you're like, well, it, uh, the band is not the same anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and those pictures are useless. Just can't listen to Nickelback photograph the same way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, this is what I was saying. Like, like sometimes when you guys don't have enough money, you got to sleep with the, you know, you're sleeping in the same bed, you're eating the same food, the same thing. And like for it just to be like, especially if something happens where like contracts get involved and then like, there'll be like a clause, like, like no contact cease and desist and everything. It can get so messy. messy. It's like, how can that go from that? And like your friendship gets like litigated. Like, Right. It's and we, you know, we were, we were lucky that it, you know, we all kind of agreed on how things were going to end and move on from there. So it, it didn't have to get messy, but still, you know, it's, yeah, you go from, you know, being in a car with somebody, you know, sometimes 10 hours a day or hell, when we drove to Wyoming, it was an 18 hour drive. And then you, you know, you go to arguing about writing credits. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think which is a shock to me and that was it was new to me just even being on you know bmi or ascap and then i was like oh wait we actually have to this is like the divorce who gets the kids on this weekend and whatnot <laughs> yeah yeah change all your bmi percentages which have you do you have a bmi account yeah, Did, yeah how, that was that was something that was new to me oh with the percentages it has to add up to two hundred percent. I'm like, that does not make sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's only one song. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? It has to add the. T- I had to like phone a friend. I was like, hold on, and I'm calling. They're like, oh, the two hundred percent thing. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, it, it still didn't make sense. But yeah, that that's yeah, the whole. <laughs> I did the, I did the same thing. I was like, okay, who do I know that that has it so like my uncle was a phone call my old music teacher was a phone call i mean i was dialing up phone a friend if i could <laughs> yeah it, dude, there's some people that are musicians that have like popular songs but they're independent and they don't even know about that 
And I'm like, what? I said, you have music on iTunes and you don't have like an ASCAP or a BMI? Have the right, yeah, they don't have that. Like, it's like, do you own your song? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, you get money. And they're like, well, no, look, the radio plays it. I'm like, this is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is how you make money for the radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it blows my mind because there is no real like, like coach to these kind of things. I mean, I guess you could Google it, but yeah. who would ever Google like, I mean, it just sounds weird. Like, how can I make money off of my songs that are on iTunes? And it's like, whoa, they just buy them on iTunes, you know? And then it's, there's this whole nother. Yeah, and then, and then like the first thing is write a good song. And it's like, well, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Write the best song you've ever written. Uh, <laughs> get good. That's what it says. <laughs> get, get good, get money, win. <laughs> Right, well, now I'm stuck on step one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do, do you find, like, with, like, keeping it, like, like being an artist and keep it, like, just keeping it separate from the commercial, like, do you have, like, a good way of doing that? Because it can really grind you down and really, you know, like, oh, but you don't. Absolutely. I, I try to, the best thing about having having an agent and, and, uh, you know, somebody to do that kind uh, that kind of thing for you is honestly, it's a godsend because if I was having to deal with everything on the business side of things, I think it would, it would wear me down just too much, but now, now it's easier to, to balance, you know, just, just want, just having the want to play music as opposed to, you know, all the contracts and the signing and then the copyrights. And you're like, Oh my gosh, it'll, it'll bog you down. Yeah. So that's, that's great that you have like a buffer between like the commercial aspect and the artist. And like, you can just be like, I'm going to write today and I don't have to think of anything They're like it is the, is the, you know, are the writers right? Or the, yeah. And, and then you're, then you're, you're sitting there writing, making progress. And then you get a call from your agent and they're like, let's get a recap of what's going on. And you're like, no, <laughs> So like not the business side. <laughs> so now, like with, with songwriting, if someone was to ask you, "How do I write a great song?" How would you answer that? Uh, don't stop. I mean, I'm still trying to write a good song, but I, I've noticed that if I stop getting in my own head about it and like stop treating every idea like it's not a good idea and you treat even the bad ideas like they're good ideas, eventually something's going to stick. And then eventually it'll get to the point where a whole lot more things start sticking. And then before you know it, you know, you've what was just like five ideas for a line and random songs. Then now you've got a full verse for one song. Um, like, like when I was, when I was watching get back and <laughs> not comparing myself to John Lennon whatsoever, <laughs> but uh, to hear him say things like, um, just like, just keep talking, just keep trying things and just keep saying things. And I was like, Oh hell. So whenever I say dumb shit and sometimes it doesn't, you know, it'll be okay. <laughs> it might turn into something later. Yeah. And that was something that I, I did struggle with at first and I, I would delete a lot of stuff. And then I, I finally got to the point where I stopped deleting things. And then now I've got, I've got random line ideas from, you know, two to three months back. And then that's something that I'm, that I'm working on with uh, with my bass player too, and he's evolving more and more. Every song he shows me, I'm like, "Well, that was better than the last one." Well, that one's better than the last one, and he's finally starting to get to the point where he's not 
getting in his own head about it. And he's kind of just like throwing everything at the wall. Now, like, have you ever heard like a new band or a new song that just evolved your like aspect and like songwriting process? Did you ever have like a moment where you heard something and then you never really heard done before that way? And you just was like, Oh man, I need to really, I need to really, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of people would be man, like, I, I, I put down my instrument after I heard this. And like, you know what they mean is like, man, I wish, you know. Yeah. Now, that was like after, because uh, I started listening to Jim Croce. And that that was a big one, songwriting for me. And, uh, you know, to go way back on uh, somebody being able to play lead and pick and sing at the same time. You know, hearing that. And then just the songwriting abilities in general was a big, like, my gosh, what am I doing wrong here? <laughs> you know, I would, and that's, I, I'd say part, probably where a lot of the storytelling uh, that I like so much in my songs comes from is like listening to Jim Croce or Marty Robbins, uh, just sit down and tell, tell you a, a brand new story about something random for two and a half minutes. Yeah. And that's gotta be so hard to do. And <laughs> two, two yeah. and a half minutes. That's it's nothing. It's, yeah, it's it's almost like you don't. It's so little space to be able to tell, you know, a story and then get people like excited about what you're talking about in your song too. Is you know, because you you say that you write a, a story song, but you know, if people aren't interested, then they're not going to hear a single word that's spoken in that two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, especially with the attention span now, like. Y- Oh yeah. You you gotta write good. you gotta write songs that are like audible Ritalin that just make people yeah. stop and just be like uh you know <laughs> and and a big part of it for me is like uh my lead guitarist too. Because I part of whenever I was playing lead it was hard for me to imagine melodies and licks and stuff like that that wasn't just you know like the the melody of the song, you know, it was hard for me to f- find something in my head that I thought sounded good. And then for him to just like step in and then really like put a magnifying glass right at the front of the song and then people are like, Oh, what's that? And it's just having like another head in that direction. You know, it's a, it plays a big part too. Like we had a, we had wrote a song called just a little wrong. It's the one we're actually releasing. Uh, it'll be one of our first singles out uh, in the next two weeks. I think. Oh, wow. And I didn't have like a, an intro lick or anything for it. Uh, when I, when I had written it and I did the, the lead part on it. And then when we get the, our new lead guitarist and I'm like, just, just do something here. And then it's now to me, it's, it's almost a different song. Really just cause he put the spotlight on, you know, it, it gets before the, the lyrics even start, you know, we've got that spotlight right at the front. Yeah. People are like, Oh, what's that? Or at least I'm like, ooh, with that. <laughs> it's my attention. <laughs> now, now that you, you have the live album out, now, yeah. Now, is this all one show? Yes, yeah, so that's all. It's from the uh, the Leather Pavilion in Arlington. Oh wow! We got the chance to open for the War Hippies. And oh, okay, I... that was such a professional environment. Like, I, I mean, I've been <laughs> I've been in uh, professional environments before, but this was. You know, we get there, they have the, the camera crew up front in front of the stage and they have us on the big screens on the sides. 
And uh, I was blown away. And then about a week ago, my agent's like, okay, here's our, our live recording that they got from it. And I was just blown away. I was like, well, what do we need an album for? That's half an album right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's an interesting concept of putting out the live versions before the studio. I don't, I mean, back in the day, we used to call that, I'm not, not saying anything about the recording, but we used to, bootlegs. Like your bands would record yeah. the new songs and you would have like a bootleg of it and you would wait for uh, the uh, the album version. But like, w- was that like your most like nerve wracked show? Because I know like, especially if you're just doing it, like, like, okay, guys, once we press this red button, there's no going back. Like, it- <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly, and like, uh, I knew that everything was being like visually recorded. And so that was already kind of rattling around in my brain. But luckily, I, I didn't know that they were <laughs> keeping all of the audio recording. Otherwise, it would have been probably 10 times worse of a feeling. <laughs> of, okay, don't, don't mess this up. It's not like the studio. We can't, we can't do another take. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I mean, you can. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to confuse a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't. Was, it was cool to get that instant instant feedback too. Um, of you know, we play the show, and then the next day they're like, "Here you go. You can listen to your your full 45 minute set," which was another thing that we were not used to. You know, we're we're, we're a honky tonk band, so we're normally. 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And they're like, yeah, you just get a quick 45, get in and out. Um, no talking in between your songs, just hit, 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 hit and go. So that was definitely a new concept for us, too. <laughs> we were taking our sweet time to occupy four hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, like, I was listening to somebody complain about doing 90 minutes, and, like, the last band I was in, we did four hours, and I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, Man, you- we, we, we used to do, like... Uh, break it up and have like almost four sets. And I got to a point, I was like, no, let, let's do, let's do like an hour 45 set and then take like a, one short break and then just finish out the rest of the night. Dude, let's it, just get it done and over with. That's the way to do it. Especially if, if they have like, like house music and they start playing everyone's favorite, like dancing and drinking songs, you'll lose the crowd. You know, like yep, exa- that's, that's a big thing that I didn't notice uh, before was how often we would lose the crowd when we're taking a break every, every 45 minutes or yeah. every hour or so. And then they'll play some songs that you might have in your set and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah. I do. I'm like, I'd be like, put patches on. You ain't smoking. Cause they yeah. <laughs> gotta be like, Oh, right. We're taking a break. Here we go. Oh, Oh, boop, 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 boop. that stupid song. And I'm like, Oh, we just lost all the single ladies. There they are. They're all dancing. Cause I, you know, who are they going to hate? The guys that come up and go, Hey, we're back. Stop. Oh, stop with the smiles. Stop. Oh, how do you you want me to follow? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? This is not purple rain. This is, uh, (laughs) sorry. We're, it doesn't matter what her name is. Like, here's our version of Purple Rain. <laughs> yeah. It was Girls' Night Out. Now it's uh, Girls' Night Leave. Uh, I'm sorry. Because yeah. <laughs> it happens. I used to see it all the time. And, and like, the guys that do smoke, and then they, they got the other smokers and all that. They just hang out, and they just smoke, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Hey, let's have another one. And I'd be like, okay. All right. 
you know, we, we better come back with something that like we didn't write because <laughs> yeah. we need to win these. Hey, you, you can't open a set after yeah. so many breaks with an original. <laughs> no yeah, gonna... yeah. Hey, you've never heard this song, but you know, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Here's a song. You know what? We'll do one that we wish we wrote. How about yeah. that? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's especially at a, when you're playing like dance halls and, it's it's nice whenever because a few times I've had people come up and they request an original. It's not often that they request a specific original, but they'll request an original because most of the time when it's at a dance hall like that, you know, people want to hear your boot scoot and boogie, your uh, your George Strait, um, Free Bird always, yeah, and Wagon Wheel always. <laughs> yeah, Wagon Wheel is honestly it's the country music Free Bird. So, yeah, so we just started putting that that in the set, anyways. I know you're going to ask for it, so here's some here's some Hootie and the Blowfish. I mean, <laughs> I mean Darius Record. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's it, my buddy that it was like a huge venue for me. It was always on my like wish list to play, and he gave me the set list for the second set. And I'm like, man, it still has Freebird on there. I thought it was a joke, and he's like, all right, man, Freebird, and I was like. No, no. What? I was like, I didn't practice it. <laughs> you know, I'm the lead guitar player. I should know. I and like, I have in ears, and I have the ability to split my signal just so I can hear it. So they're playing another song, like just jerking around. You know, introducing the band. I'm trying to like go. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, you want to hear me solo for 14 minutes? Let's go. But I I just laughed at it. I was like, nobody plays that. Not not. Yeah, that, that's totally a joke on there. Yeah, it's a hundred dollar song. Like somebody, right? Absolutely. People request songs, and I'm like, well, you better drop something big in there if you want me to sing that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone screams it. It's just like, yeah. I I hope it's I've like never. When they say that, it's like, do you see twelve guitars up here? Yeah. <laughs> People are like, I love the solo. I'm like, it's a duet. <laughs> Yeah, I love this solo. The Hotel California once again duet. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to get particular, I didn't go to Berkeley, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and they're like, when I got drunk a lot and play my guitar, so here we go. Yeah. Well, I get well. I do get so drunk sometimes it does sound like a duet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How did I do that? Man. Oh, you dropped your beer bottle on your strings, dum dum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I when I had first uh, first joined the group. It was kind of a similar situation. I was looking at the set list and Hit Me Baby by Britney Spears was on the set list. I was like, surely, surely that's a joke. And then when we got to that song in the set list and he looks around, he's like, okay, you guys ready? I was like, no, I'm not ready. Shit. I thought that was a joke. And it, it was it was kind of the, the opposite situation of where you lose the ladies that night. And we were we were drawing on men. They say, "Who the hell are those that group of men singing Britney Spears?" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is that, I don't even know if that's the song. I probably just did the wrong song. <laughs> they, they were intrigued. I said, "Why is there men in cowboy hats singing Britney Spears?" <laughs> <laughs> that's we, we always well. Even now, we'll throw some Amy Winehouse, some some Adele in there. I'm like, y'all didn't expect that, did you? You can mm. mark that off your bingo card. Man in cowboy hat sings Adele. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Amy Winehouse, what a loss. Oh, she man. could sing. It, it was one of those things where you know, I didn't get 
to be a fan until after she passed away. So I'm listening up to all these songs and I was like, guys, y'all ever heard Amy Wallace? And like, yeah, rest in peace. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah t- talk about, talk about just the soul in a person. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's a modern day Janice Joplin uh, in, in terms of just like raw energy, I think. Yeah. yeah. Was she like uh, Robert Johnson, part of the 27 club? I can't. I think, she, I think she was. Man, that, that, that's creepy too. That's another, is he the OG of that? I mean, that's what it, I think he, he's like, like the first or second. Okay. And man, he's, he's got a crazy death in and of itself. So many rumors, but he was shot, right? Uh, I think it was poisoning. I heard and poison. He was, he was at a juke joint playing, and he was having an affair with the owner's wife. Yeah, yeah, I had heard that. And and so he poisoned him, and it took him like four days to die or something like that. Ah, see, I, I couldn't remember. I've, I heard the poison. I heard he was shot. There's just so much, like, folklore and legend about, like, mm-hmm. and, like, it's crazy, like, he like there's no way he would ever expect it like you know we're in 2023 and we're you know just him when he only did i i'd hate to say he did so little but so huge at the same time mm-hmm. it was it's just a crazy and just the whole story the whole story like, like just, there's still documentaries being made yeah like it, who there's no way that he would have thought that people are still analyzing and, and deconstructing his life and his music. Yeah. You know, almost, what, like almost he was making music in the thirties. The yeah. And almost a hundred years later, we're still talking about him. And like how he got his news was like, I mean, he, he couldn't have had a car because for an hour, he was always on the poor side. He was always so. riding the, like riding the, he was riding the train. Yeah. Uh, and just stopping in town, stopping on street corners, juke joints, anywhere that would pay him. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think he actually, he did his recordings, I think in San Antonio, Texas at the, at the hotel that's in there in downtown. And they said when he was recording his music, he, he sat facing the corner of the room so that nobody could see what he was doing with his fingers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just, that's like how, uh, like Eddie Van Halen used to play eruption. He used to turn around. Yeah, he he didn't want see uh, he didn't want people to see that he was just tapping. <laughs> yeah, Did, but was, I, I played that the other day at practice, and my my lead guitarist was like, "Dude, what is that?" I was like, Are you, "What? <laughs> you never heard of Van Halen before? <laughs> You're the lead guitar player. You never heard? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I was like, this this is something that I try to do to impress women at parties. Yeah, and it, it, it does it doesn't work. <laughs> that <laughs> that's a unicorn right there as a guitar player. I never heard eruption because right. Yeah. Well, they so they they're all uh, my my drummer is uh, Noe Gonzalez and my lead uh, lead guitar player is Isaiah Ortiz and my bass player is Kevin Chavez. They're all Hispanic, and so they they have a whole other side of music that that I didn't grow up with. But then everything that seems so regular and normal to me, they have no clue what what the hell I'm talking about. And honestly, it's been it's been really cool to kind of get like that inner uh, inner sharing of music and ideas and everything. But then sometimes it's shocking when you say things like, "Oh yeah, this is this is Love Walking by Van Halen," and they're like, "Who? <laughs> Who's Van? Did they did they drove somebody's van there?" 
That's <laughs> uh, dude, I, I to have someone to be like, I'd be like so excited to like just watch their face of hearing it because they're Eddie Van Halen. If it'd probably be like Paco uh, De La Cia, who is oh yeah, oh, I hate that guy. Uh, or if you if you ask my guitarist who's the best of all time, he'll always. If you ask any of them who's the best of all time, they're like Carlos Santana. Really? Oh, they're huge Santana fans. Ah, uh, Santana fans. I've learned, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they have like a closet with candles and posters of him. <laughs> like they worship yeah. him. I because I. Somebody, somebody said, "Oh, you, you play guitar well. How do you like Santana?" I was like, hey, "You know, I never really got into him." And like, "Well, you consider him one of the, the top guitar players of all time." And I'm like, "Nah, he wouldn't be in my top 10. And it's just like you can just see their face going to a scowl. And I'm like, "Just, they just take saying, it personal." Yeah, and they're like, "What did you say?" You know, yeah. <laughs> like they have like a, like a, uh, it. I've only met a couple of them, but they are, they're fanatical. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And they're very, they, they, they get loud about it. And I'm like, Hey, that's cool, man. <laughs> like I didn't say he didn't, he's not good. It's just, uh, please, please stop yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put down the knife. Okay. He's the best. <laughs> in my, in my case, it was started off yelling at me in English. <laughs> and then the mother yelling at me in Spanish, and I thought, like, I don't know what I, I need to brush up. I, I live in Texas; I should brush up on my Spanish because I feel like y'all are insulting me. <laughs> I really don't like the way you're saying that. There, yeah. I don't like how you said that, and then he laughed really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard Gringo. That's all I heard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know that ain't y'all. <laughs> I know y'all are talking about me. <laughs> well, that that is something that we, we have started trying to incorporate more into, like our live shows, is some Tejano music, like uh, kind of a lot like Roger Crager. Um, he's a, a Texas country guy, and I mean he's got an accordion player. He sings in Spanish. He brings his dad on stage, and they sing in Spanish. And so that was one guy that I showed him. I was like, look, this is a you know, kind of Texas Tejano kind of music that we could be doing or that we could be trying to do. And they were like, so you're telling me that like a, like a, a white guy can, can sing like that <laughs> and like sound good. And I was like, see, there's hope for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like uh George Strait, uh, El Ray. Oh, absolutely, man. That that's actually one that we're, we, we've been working on now so that we can start playing it. It shows is El Ray. Yeah. I, uh, the, the fans of uh, Vicente, and with George, there's I get a lot of comments on some yeah. things, like on covers, and people are like, blah, 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 blah. on that one, there was like uh, editorial critiquing of it. They're they both sides are prized possessions, mm-hmm. and it was very interesting to read the comments in a way of uh, a, a lot of respect and a lot of like it. It, it was it was a very good comment section and to, to them, like, I guess Vicente is a huge prominent figure. Like, and he does oh, have yeah. a great voice. And like, I knew like, Elway was like, what the, the King and, uh, yeah. George Strait. Yeah. I, like, thankfully I had heard enough of his like, uh, English speaking song to be completely 
blown away by like the they accent. Spoke Spanish so well. Yeah, I, I, I and then and, and I was surprised by a lot of people were like, "I love George Strait. I've never heard this. Where has this been in my life?" It was really, it was a great like a lot of times like not like it overshadowed a lot of the negative that I've I've had. It was like your guy never heard eruption. I would be like you excited to be like, yo, yo, check this out. But like, I find like when I do like older country people are like, they like berate you. And I'm like, dude, I, if, if someone came up to me now, I was like, ah, Willie Nelson, the guy that got sued by the IRS. I'm like, oh man, he's so much more than that. You know, check this out. You know, like I've always been like, I love showing people new music. I mean, as you probably, you're a musician, especially, you know, First, well, before we get to eruption, uh, here's uh, the new Red Heart and Bush single. Now let's listen to that. Now we can listen <laughs> to the eruption. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it, honestly, I, I was so excited when I realized that there's so much of, of my favorite music that they didn't know. And then they were so excited to show me some of their favorite music that I didn't know. And it was honestly like a bunch of kids in a candy store getting to share everything with each other. It was really cool at first. Yeah. Like, I remember because... My bass player joined, and he didn't like. He knew some basic country music, um, and his idea of country music was like Florida Georgia Line. Ooh. And so we were like, "Oh man, there's so much more. <laughs> there's there's more aisles to shop from." <laughs> and so so one day he comes into practice, and uh, he goes, "Guys, guys, guys, guys!" I mean, just so excited. And we're like, "What? What? Have you ever heard of a band called Little Big Town?" <laughs> <laughs> and we're like. Yeah, bud, we have, we have. He's like, they're so good. I was like, I'm late to the party, but I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's, that's just <laughs> <then>, like me. <laughs> and then he would he would be like, well, what about Intocable? And he was like, I've never heard of him. And then his face would glow up. And he's like, well, you got to check this, 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 and this out. Dude, there's, there's Spanish bands, especially like Flamenco and all that, that uh, uh, Rescuriado, what it. It's very mm-hmm. intricate rhythms. Like if you can play that, you can Ooh. transcend that and make like uh, I was watching like a documentary of Metallica with uh, Trujillo, and he was playing flamenco, and like they're like, whoa, 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 what's that? And he was showing them, and then like they started putting like a metal edge to it, and it it sounds it sounds badass. It it's cool. It's yeah. just because like if you're if you've never experienced it. It's just like it's kind of what America is—just a big melting pot. It's a melting pot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's great. It's great to like to be with it's to be with people that you know. You're learning one side, you're learning the other, and because what you you put in just maybe something the world's never seen, and that's hey, exactly man. It's like the and, and, and I I remember I told him I was like yeah I'm trying to trying to get like kind of this like flamenco, like samba kind of, kind of rhythm picking out. And I sat down for not long enough. (laughs) I got (laughs) defeated pretty quick, but it's just that constant right hand almost flicking it, like in a flicking motion on the strings. And it's just when I was finally able to kind of do that correctly, uh, then I tried to sing along, and uh, I can't do them both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's hard. That like Ruskiato, oh, yeah. like can you imagine playing that? Like, I I don't know what. Oh my god, I'm gonna 
uh, Mala, Malaguena. You'd be having to do like wrist exercises all day, every day, just to be be able to do a whole show like that. Yeah, yeah, and like, well, I, mean, I guess that's why they play. Like, your hand is going to hurt so much. You need calluses on the front, sides, top, left, right. Like, <laughs> if you don't have yeah, like them, basically just your hand dipped in callus. I yeah, mean, you just you need it everywhere. Ah, uh, that's. Like I'm trying to learn like chicken picking and I can see the cow like right there and I'm trying to build up this one and it's just like, this is taking too long. That's when you just get out the crazy glue and just try not to glue your fingers together. (laughs) It works. You can't feel the feel of it, but I mean, like I used to have to do my fingertips too because you're a guitar player. What's it like when you're at a, you're at a venue or like a club and you're, you're going to the bathroom with the people that just watch you play. And as a guitar player, you can't wash your hands. I, I can't stand it. Cause I'm a, I'm an, I have to, I, I wash my hands like all the time, but like, if I wash my hands and go play a guitar, I like it, it just tears all your calluses up. And, just, and then at the end of the night, you're starting over from ground zero. Yeah. And I'll be in the bathroom. Like, I know what you're going to say when I leave your all your girlfriends. <laughs> Yeah, hey, go, hey, man, the guitar player didn't wash his hands. Yeah, oh, you think I hear you talking about him, but did you know that dude don't wash his hands? After <laughs> <laughs> so many minutes, my, my, my granddad always said, "Well, hell, I know it's clean. <laughs> so I know my hands are clean. There's no reason that they shouldn't be." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you say that into a microphone on stage, people are probably not gonna, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't. They don't care. They still think it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> this is for the people I met in the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> Public service announcement. Well, I'm yeah. not. Uh, <laughs> it's a guitar thing. Okay, I yeah. promise. It's, yeah. it's not just a me being gross thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, all that just from plain Spanish guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a wild rat turn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, at, oh, yeah. you guys have all these uh like cultural influences and everything. Has there ever been a like a, a a creative process like a block where you guys were just like <sighs> or is it just had you just like yeah, there there there'd be some days when we're just it's almost like just sitting on our hands. Yeah. It's like like what what else can we do? And uh, often often enough, it's my my bass player who will come in and kind of you know get rid of the clog and help things start rolling again. And and, and oftentimes it's with ideas of song like when he wrote a song in Spanish, and I'm like, well, what is it in English? And then now now we've got a line in, in a in a song that was translated from what he was doing and without it, it would have made, you know, we would have just been sitting there at that roadblock waiting for me to think of something in English. (laughs) (laughs) And and also speaking in Spanish is so much more descriptive than it is in English. And so when he comes forward with, with an idea, you're like, well, hell it, it sounds like something I wrote with an, with a uh, thesaurus. (laughs) Yeah. This is so much more descriptive and so much more emotional. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like. Uh, I haven't seen many like Spanish speaking uh, acts, but I, I remember the first time I saw uh, Brie Bagwell, and she's like, "You mind if I sing in Spanish?" And I was like, "Oh, this would be cool." And like the way how it, like 
how she roll the accents on her tongue and everything just flirt. It was just like very easy listening to. And it's just very, very musical. Exactly. Exactly. The language, it's, it's just because a lot of people are like, oh, you're talking too fast and blah, blah. I'm like, it really, really sounded good. And it just, it just made me like want to like, you know, find out what you're saying is like the, and then, then like the complete, complete opposite. Translated. Yeah. Yeah. And the complete opposite of that is like Ramstein. It's like, I, I don't think I want to know what he's saying. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, it scares me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He sings one song. He's like, we're all living in America. And he, the first verse is, uh, German. And then the one line, he's like, this is not a love song. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, Ooh. All right. Uh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend yeah. or pretend like I didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to move on from here <laughs> yeah. and, and be in blissful ignorance. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Ignorance and, is and bliss. It is, it is cool too. Like how musicians can listen to, to music and not know what they're saying with the words, but still really appreciate everything that's going on in the song. And then, you know, you get, you get somebody at a bar that's just like, what the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know, it's, it's hard to get your, your average Joe to, to appreciate some, something that they've never heard before. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, my always thing was, I'm louder than you. (laughs) You're going to listen to me (laughs) whether you like it or not. Man, that, that, I say that on stage all the time. Like, I'll, I'll be like, who likes some Travis Tritt? And, you know, because a lot of the times it's, it's, you know, you're playing to bars where people are there to play pool and get drunk. And so nobody will, you know, or answer. And I'll go, well, we're going to play it loud anyways. I have a microphone, <laughs> so you're going to have to listen. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it's the truth. And they're not always set at the highest level, so. Yeah, man. We, it's a lot of venues, too, that they get real picky. And persnickety about about how loud you play. <laughs> we played we played at a, a venue a couple weeks ago, and lucky enough we didn't have to to deal with the, the repercussions of it. But the police were called like four times. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminded me of Huey Lewis in Back to the Future. He's like, "You guys are just too darn loud." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing to me. Like people bought the properties next to those venues. Like they knew the deal when they signed up. Oh yeah, and then yeah, pe- people are just you know they're party poopers, man. They're party yeah. poopers. <laughs> but I'm fairly certain the one calling the police was the old lady that was eyeballing me as I was pulling my amps out of my truck. <laughs> I was like, I'll go talk to her. I'm a very nice person. Yeah. Let's bring her on stage. Get her a couple shots and be fun. <laughs> on stage. <laughs> what do you think we ought to do to this lady here that called the cops? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, the cops never talked to us. Yeah. But a couple, the, the venue owners were like, hey, we, we got a fourth complaint <laughs> from the Weatherford Police Department. Like, oh, that sounds official. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's, you're, you're a live music place. It's just like, just people, some people just don't know how to have fun. Yeah. We're wearing like, earplugs. They're, they're you're interrupting too. my conversation at the pool table. It's like you're you're in a smoky bar right now, dude. What you can't beggars can't be choosers. Come on now. 
Yeah. I had, I had one guy come up to me at a show. He didn't even work for the venue. And, and I had recognized him from other shows and he goes, Hey man, don't worry. I already talked to the bartender and, uh, he said that we can turn it down. I was like, do what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I already worked it out with him. If you could just turn it down. I was like, well, you're not wearing a shirt that says staff and you don't <laughs> sign my check. So we're going to leave it where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah not some, some people, once you, sometimes though, you'll get a crowd and they're the exact opposite. They're like, jack that shit up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, too that... quiet in here. Yeah. I don't want to hear the thoughts in my own head. Play louder. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm here to. I'm here to stop thinking. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the the rumblement isn't loud enough. So we need music too. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Nobody's ever said that about rumblement. Sometimes <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> oh. And I was I was at a gig. It was a, we played like a Thursday night, and uh, this guy he's like, "What do you? What do you? What, what kind of shot do you want?" And I was like, man, I'll, I'll take anything that's, that's, you know, drinkable. And which I set the bar way too low. <laughs> He's like, well, you've ever had a fire and ice shot? I was like, no, sir. He goes, well, you're going to be late for work tomorrow. <laughs> and I was, I was about an hour and a half late for work. When you drink rumble mints and fireball at the same time, it tends to do something to you. Oh. <laughs> I, I can, I can feel that without ever having it. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you just the chills, just the thing. <laughs> yeah, like I don't drink liquor, but there are certain liquors I will swash around my mouth if I don't feel like I, wa- I brush my teeth good enough. And, and Fireball is <laughs> yeah. one of them. <laughs> hey, do you chew big red? Nah, it's none of your business. I was in when we were in Wyoming. I was new, honestly, because I, I went from playing solo shows where the most that people are going to buy you is like a beer. And then I was doing full band on stage to a crowded bar. And so this kid, I say kid, he's uh, over, over 21 for sure. <laughs> he kept bringing up shots of tequila up on the stage. Mm. And by the fourth one, I was thinking, I was looking at the rest of my band going, how in the world are they still standing right now? <laughs> and... <laughs> And I guess they could tell that my, my lead guitar playing was more off than usual. <laughs> and they go, have you been taking all these shots? I go, yeah, it's disrespectful not to. Turns out the rest of them were just dumping the, dumping the shots on the ground real quick. <laughs> pretending to take them. Yeah, doing the over-the-shoulder Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's too late for me. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm too far gone. Let's just keep going. No more shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. What do you mean you ain't been drinking them? <laughs> it's rude not to. We, we could tell you had a few because uh, you didn't play that last song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were in the middle of a set, but little did they know mentally I was on break. <laughs> I was on break. <laughs> That's funny. Like, oh, oh yeah. Now, now I limit myself to uh, to Shinerbach on stage. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Are Are you like someone that has to have a, a couple drinks to get knock some uh, heebie-jeebies off? Man, I, I when I first started, I, I was that way, and I I needed just you know just a few beers, and then I'd be ready to go. <clears throat> and then it got to a point where I didn't want to drink beforehand, 
and it was it was it was more natural. But being on stage in front of people was still still like crazy. But you know, I was used to the crazy of it. Yeah. Um, and now, now I kind I mostly just drink because people give me beer, and it's it's just like okay, yeah, I guess I'll since you offered me a beer on stage in front of a giant crowd of people, I guess I have to drink this. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's peer pressure all over again. Exactly. I thought I got rid of that stuff in high school, <laughs> and and now I'm being peer pressured by 50 year old men. Yeah, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, being alive, being in a in a band, it's like 13th grade. <laughs> Never really graduated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you, even even just the drama, like when you're on the road with them, or you know you're just with them for four hours a night, or just at practice even. It, it sometimes it, it feels just as messy as possible. I mean, it, it like their chewing will upset you, or like if they fart on stage, that that that's been a conversation to be had <laughs> a few times afterwards. Yeah, and no no more of that. Yeah, if I have to go in to breathe in, take a deep breath before singing, I don't want egg fart in my face. Yeah, and so it's, it's a lot of like it's just like of- you know petty petty arguments and discussions. <laughs> yeah, on stage. But yet with the drink, like my buddy always said this, like you're a singer and, uh, he was like, you know, he had a record deal, you know, we're on his tour bus and he's giving us pointers. And he said, uh, he was telling our singer, he says, I can't help, help but notice, uh, you drink after a show, you drink, drink. And he goes, yeah, you know, like I'm done my job, you know, I'm not driving or anything. And he, he just said, he said, listen to this. He says, your vocal cords are a muscle and you're working that muscle for four hours. And he said, said you were doing chest day and, uh, you did four hours of chest. Would you go home? He says, because you, your vocal cords in your throat, they're exposed. They're internal. They're not protected by skin. Would you open up your pectoral muscles and have an incision and pour Jack Daniels directly on your muscles after you worked them for four hours. Ooh. And I was like, yeah. that is a good way to put that yeah and he was like he's like your vocal cords in your throat they don't have no skin he says it's all membranes and he says he starts talking about like osmosis and alcohol absorbing in and it's known to dry your throat out sometimes he's like if you're Mm -hmm. in a big uh, a big note and you you hit that dry you're gonna start damaging and get getting nodules on your vocal cords and that's that's another thing he said he said and to help, hey man, I like to drink. He said, "I chew gum." He said, "Chew gum, keep your mouth salivated." Yeah. He said, "If you're gonna drink, you're gonna drink." And but I never heard that analogy of like, would you go home from the gym and just open up your muscle you just worked out and just pour straight jack on it? Yeah, man, that's. I, I never thought of it like that, but I, I'm kind of the same way. If I if I'm drinking, especially if if it's liquor, which I try I try to steer away from when I'm on stage. But I've got to have water next to it, or I've got to have or like gum's a good thing, especially on your break, yeah. just to keep you know keep everything ready to go. But that's something I definitely had to get used to, you know, just from going doing backup vocals to singing the whole set. Is I had to I'm you know drinking water with lemon, I'm drinking tea, and uh, doing those uh, the steamer treatments, you know, with your nose and everything, and it's it, it's it's something you have to. Have to take care of just like an oil change on a car. I mean, it's that first gig that I had, and I was—I called my agent. I said, "I think I'm losing my voice," and she said, "You better not be." (laughs) (laughs) 
You go to the doctor right now, you get a steroid shot. <laughs> Ooh, they do that? Yeah. Well, I showed up. I was, I was like, you just ask for it? And she was like, yep, just, just ask. And so I get there, and they're like, well, we'll leave that up to the doctor. And then the doctor gave me antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I tried that. So yeah. I felt like Colonel Tom Parker in that scene in Elvis. Like, Whatever it takes to get that boy on stage tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I need that doctor feel good. <laughs> yeah. I, I need that, that throat numbing spray. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to feel nothing, doc. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's rumplements. <laughs> yeah. Here, we'll get you some rumplements. Then you'll forget that your throat hurts. Yeah. <laughs> It'll still hurt. You'll just forget. Yeah. You just wake up and be like, how bad was I? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You wake up with questions instead of answers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. You you don't have anything to do, right? Like I've just looked down and seen it. it's like an hour and forty. Like Oh, has it really? Yeah, I didn't want to Oh man. <laughs> just... yeah. Time flies when you when you go from Spanish music to not washing your hands after you pee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, we, we got we got practice. The boys are going to start showing up pretty soon. Uh, and honestly, I completely uh, – I forgot to tell them that, uh, that I was doing this podcast today. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to give them the recap afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, yeah, yeah, I, just, I looked down. I was like, man, I hope you know, I hope he doesn't have anything to do. Because time does fly. Right? Hell, yeah, I didn't even realize what time it was. I just had my, my Bluetooth headset on. And uh, wasn't even looking at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, man, I don't want to. I don't want to hold you up. But that's cool. You guys having practice? Are you guys practicing any new material, or just going over uh, next show? Yeah, we're we got this weekend. It's whew, it, it's a loaded weekend. And at first, I was real hesitant, but then I thought, man, if this isn't just the life I want to live, then then I don't know what I want to do. But Friday night, we have a show in Burleson which is uh, kind of northern uh, North Texas around Dallas area. And so then we'll be going from Burleson. After that show ends at 1 a.m., we're driving down to Dripping Springs, which is towards San Antonio, and we're getting a hotel for a few hours. And then we're in the studio on Saturday morning, mm. and we're recording half of this album. And then that night we have a show <laughs> in, in Fredericksburg, which is like 30 minutes from there. So we're going – Gig to studio to gig. Well, definitely road dog. We're, we're going over all of our, yeah, <laughs> it'll be busy for sure. But, you know, I explained it to the guys. I was like, if this doesn't sound fun to you, I mean, you know, it, it's not going to be fun while we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but if this doesn't appeal to you at all, then, then I don't know what else to say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely be a test. Oh, for sure. Especially with, because uh, with this group, we haven't been in a situation like with our, with our last group, we would be together a week at a time when we do sh- shows like the long distance shows like at Wyoming and stuff. So this is the first time that we'll actually be together for several days in a row. Yeah. Like 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. And if there's, if there's... It'll, be a, it'll be a test for sure. Oh, yeah. and I swear if I smell a single fart in that studio, I'm going to get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who had, pickled, one. who had pickled eggs for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I 
told y'all to stay clear of that at the, yeah. the hotel breakfast. Yeah. You might as well just take some, uh, uh, the, the, the vapor, uh, I don't know, the Vicks vapor rub, <laughs> like just put it. under your nose or yeah. some, some lavender. <laughs> just keep it, just keep it there the, the whole time. Yeah. Kind of like a nose block. Hell, my drummer, we got a, a drum shield put up and I guess he just thought it was free rain. And I was like, it, it doesn't stay back there, dude. It's, <laughs> it's not like one of the ones that, you know, completely covers the drummer. This is only in the front of you. <laughs> you look back at him, is that a sneeze? <laughs> What's all over that? <laughs> yeah. Hell, man, I, we were on stage one time, and and I'm never angry for long. <laughs> because afterwards, I just can't help but laugh. But in the moment, I'll turn around and I'm like, who the F farted? <laughs> if I, they're lucky I don't have a talk back because if I had a talk back they uh, would get it right in their ears <laughs> <laughs> we, we gave our we gave our drummer a talk back and he was just cracking jokes the whole time and I said okay you don't need one <laughs> we're, we're giving it to somebody else <laughs> you've been revoked yeah your, your, your talk back privileges have been revoked <laughs> I don't like you whispering in my ear <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man. No, this is a, it's a, it's a good, yeah. <laughs> Some nice so jeans. Why are you wearing? breathing? They're just breathing in the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so we know you're there. We we don't need you to confirm whether or not you're there. Just stop breathing in the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a. I love this this group of guys that that are the Red Iron Push. I'm really excited. To, to get to work with them, and they seem somewhat excited to get to work with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't like my driving, and I'm like, well, I'm the one who can fit all of the gear in the bed of the truck, so yeah. we're, we're going. You're going to have to bear with me. Yeah. Hey, what's that? I owe me. mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh shit! I'm like, I know what that one meant. <laughs> But all right, man, I don't want you to be late for practice. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude, thanks for calling in. This has been great. <laughs> absolutely, man. Uh, I've been, a, been a, a big fan, especially even before uh, you had reviewed any, anything that we had done. Uh, I was seeing Country versus Metal on there. And, and then one day, because with the, with the old band even, it was kind of we were in the dark and a lot how my band doesn't know I'm doing this tonight. I was just going through and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's our band. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, thank you very much, man. It, it was an awesome, it was really awesome to, to hear that I get to do this. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's awesome. You called cause it, yeah, it, it gives people that other side of, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, this guy, this guy's a cool guy. I like his music even more. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, he, he's, not, he's he's way different than than when he's just standing up on stage and singing for for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> I'm allowed to laugh. My agent is always telling me stop telling those awful jokes in the microphone. <laughs> 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 so at least I get to I get to tell my awful jokes here, and and my agent's not yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> but all right, man. Oh, man, yeah. Thank you very much, Patrick. Yeah, thank you, Rance. You, you Tell the guys I said what's up. Oh, absolutely, man. 
and I'll give them a recap that they didn't know <laughs> what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I talked about all you guys' farts and uh, how I'm. <laughs> and I named you all by name. So yeah. Now they know. Yeah, names, <laughs> list of fears, addresses. I, I spent an yeah. hour and a half of talking about my genius and the rest of the half about your flatulence. <laughs> And I, oh, by the way, I released your social security numbers <laughs> yeah. and uh, your credit card information and your fart information. Yeah. And they're they're very good musicians. I'll leave it with that. Yeah. <laughs> they are some of the best musicians I've ever played with. And to bring back what, what we said earlier about how, you know, it makes you want to put down your guitar sometimes when you hear people. Yeah. That's like when my bass player picks up my guitar and plays it better than I can. And I'm like, okay. Um. Yeah. yeah, I think Pearl's calling your name there, buddy. Yeah, Pearl's getting lonely over there. Yeah. <laughs> put, put Lucille down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, BB King named his guitar Lucille. Yeah. And uh, my my great granddad used to always there was a an old song and it was you picked a fine time to leave me Lucille, but he would he would always change the words and he would say you picked a fine time to leave me loose wheel, you know, like a loose wheel on yeah. a, on a car, and I was like, well, hell. Uh, that's that's what I'll name mine because often the strings pop off like it's a loose wheel on the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always at the most inopportune times. Oh, absolutely, it's the only time, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but hell, man, well, I, I appreciate you having me. Uh, let me call in and talk a little bit. Yeah, man, this was fun. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I feel like a little bit like Ricky Bobby right now. It's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. I, I've never, I've never been on one of these before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you hang up. No, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I'll just sit, I'll just sit here like twiddling my thumbs and kicking my feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, man. Well, well, I'll let you go. We got to, I got to get all my amps set up from, we just have it kind of all sitting in the living room. So now I got to actually set up for practice. <laughs> mm. <laughs> there you go. So, All right, man. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it again and look forward to, to hearing from, from, uh, from you and Steve too. Yep. Yep. We will definitely keep in touch. All right, man. Well, you have a good night up there in, up there in Delaware. Hell yeah. First state. <laughs> all right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> have a great practice, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Goodbye. I'll talk to you. See you.